Hey everybody, before we begin today's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg podcast, let me tell you about all the platforms you can find the podcast on. Not only can you find us on Anchor, but you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher. All the links will be in the description of every episode. So let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to my review for episode 37, I think, of the podcast. If you're on the YouTube channel, um, I keep them numbered on the podcast, so you can go to the podcast um, page, and you can see um, the uh, numbered episodes. This is number 37, I believe, and this is my review of WWE SmackDown Live from last night. This show was an overall pretty good show. It went by very, very fast. Because at the end of the show, I looked at my clock and was like, oh, it's 9.59. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know it went by. So it was a very fast show with a lot. A lot went down. A lot, some good, some okay. Nothing terrible. So it was better than all in a little bit. It was wrong with on both kind of fell flat from the hype from Class of Champions. Even though we all had a good ending, this, this show as a whole was not the best, but the ending was great for Raw, like I said in my review. SmackDown, while SmackDown, um, it has good and it's bad, like every other show does, but it was it was enjoyable. I enjoyed a lot of it for the most part. Um, out of five stars, I would give it Three and a half. But anyway, the show review starts off with um, the New Day versus uh, FTRKO, which is the revival in Randy Orton. This match is a very good match, actually. And, um, excuse me, and the uh, New Day won convincingly, which I liked. It's a good match, very good match. After the match, Brock Lesnar came out. Made his long awaited return to the blue to the blue brand, and Paul Heyman challenged Kofi for the for his title on the first Friday, the debut episode of SmackDown, on August second, thanks to date, which is like in two weeks. So, Kofi made the new day leave, like leave the ring, and he's like, I accept. He didn't back out from Brock. That was good. Everybody saying rest in peace, rest in peace, Kofi, and all that. Kofi's been built up as a credible champion. So he's a, he's a fight to the nail with this title. It's going to be a good match. I, I, I'm confident. Um, I like how Kofi's not backing down from anybody, including the Beast. So props to Kofi for this. He's selling me as a valiant champion that will fight for his title. The next segment was a backstage interview with Sasha Banks and Bailey, talking about how they're not going to be taken lightly, basically, by Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. After this, we had an Eric Rowan interview. Michael Cole basically makes his return to SmackDown here. He, Michael Cole did the interview. He looked like he was very, he was trying, he was very, um, he didn't buy down from Rowan anyway. He would ask him a tough question. Rowan would kind of get in his face. Michael Cole seemed like he's like, I don't care what you think, Rowan, this is what I want to know. Basically trying to do tough journalism, basically. And Rowan did a good promo on how he's the leader, not the follower. 
So it was a good point nonetheless. The next match was Ali with Shinsuke Nakamura in a very, very, very quick match. They got dumped him. Um, Ali. So it's going to be Ali with Shinsuke at the, either at the debut Fox episode or the pay-per-view. I'm not sure I couldn't tell what they building up with the pay-per-view on the Fox debut. Because the Fox debut is before the pay-per-view. So they're probably going to build up for that a lot of it and then probably announce matches that night for the pay-per-view. I don't know what they're going to do. But these two are going to fight for the, for the IC title in the future. Next segment was, this was a very segmented episode. Um, which I didn't mind because they got to set up something somehow. Um, it was something I hope they would do and they did it after last week. Shane um, attacked Kevin Owens in his um, ref uniform. Kevin came out in jeans and t-shirt through the crowd. Shane got served. And he went to the ring and Kevin just... Shane realized what he did. I guess it's Tim got the best of him type of thing. And Kevin Owens is like, you hit me and this and the other. And Kevin's case would, would have been legitimate legally. Because Shane fined him like a hundred thousand for doing the same thing he did, but Kevin Owens fined him twenty five million dollars. <laughs> KO is gonna fight Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell. I'm assuming that's what that is. And it's a funny box. Kevin couldn't say the word universe. He kept saying universe. One time he said universe. It's a good statement overall, but I do hate these fines still. Uh, I don't think I don't think this I don't think this being served uh, realistically. I don't think the fine being realistic. This whole storyline's been botched, in my opinion. And it's made Kevin Owens not look good and made Shane look like a complete idiot. It's just made the whole segment fall flat. I'm just like I'm done with this. I don't believe in fines and all that crap. So this whole Shane Kevin feud has been botched from the beginning. It seemed when Kevin was the heel and Shane was the face, it was booked perfectly almost. It was very good. And now the roles are reversed, Dirty B doesn't know how to book Kevin Owens. They're trying to book him as a family man and all that stuff, but it's not believable. We know he's a family, we know he works for money. We know that fines aren't ha happening. We're not stupid fans, better be. But as far as this particular segment goes, if we have to deal with it, then this one was pretty good. Kevin turned the table on Shane and got his match. And basically, it's the same premise. If Shane loses this match, um, uh, Shane's done, basically. And I'm assuming Kevin, if he loses, he's done again. So that's, I, I'm not too fine the whole storyline, but this segment was pretty good. It was good to see Kevin turn the tables on Shane. For a change. <clears throat> Next up was the same AOP hype from last night and speaking Somalian, I think is what it's called, Somalian. Um, how basically all the other teams are garbage, which is true. Hopefully this is a good sign for AOP that they're gonna come back and be um dominant. They need this. Them versus the Viking Raiders would be great. Um next up <laughs> they were filming the Xbox Live point for this, but they are offset in a pink robe. I had no clue who he was. I still really don't. Um, um, but he came out and introduced Charlotte Flair. 
since they were in Atlanta. Flynn was a Charlotte was a fair, typical match between the two. It's a very good match. These two have had, always have good matches. Um, the end came when I think Bailey attacked um, um, Charlotte. I don't remember if Becky was there or not. I think she was. I can't remember if she was or not. Um, Carmella came out and super kicked Bailey. I think she did. It's Bailey. Because Bailey was asked on Twitter earlier where the legitimate threats were. And out came Carmella. So this is cool. Carmella starts getting to the picture. Something different besides Bailey and Charlotte. This will be a cultural third match to see go down on, on the debut episode of Fox. Basically, basically, I think for the debut episode of Fox, all the titles could change hands. <laughs> Just to give Fox, I mean, SmackDown a new, like, a fresh start. And then the draft would come, and I don't know, someone said the draft was too predictable, because they said those who are on the shows now should be the ones that gets drafted. I don't think that's the case. Those who are on SmackDown and Raw now are the ones who are on the show now. Like, same as on SmackDown, apparently, with Shinsuke, he could get drafted back to Raw. Anything's possible. I'm very excited for the draft coming up on October 11th and 14th. In the previous video, I said that for his part, um, I was right, but I had, I saw, I was thinking that it was Tuesday, I, I think it was longer, because I was thinking about Tuesday still being SmackDown and all that. But SmackDown's been on Friday, not Tuesday, so it make, it's only going to be four days, uh, three days away between each other. So I'm excited for the draft, though, a lot. The next match uh, segment, like I said, segment heavy, was King Corbin's coronation. They had Corbin come out, get his robe and stuff on, and about how whether he is not stuff, basically, and Chad Gable came out. And Corbin was making short jokes and all that, and uh, Gable snapped and pushed and basically tackled him into, the, into his throne and broke every... Dang, the crown, the scepter, ripped the cape up, everything. So, rest in peace, Baron Corbin. And this is this is what the King of the Tournament meant to everybody, basically. No one cared about it, <laughs> sadly. And they just destroyed all, all the tournament. What they, what Corbin fought for in one segment. So, these two of them keep fighting on SmackDown. So, I'm assuming Corbin's going to have SmackDown going forward. Unless a draft, draft some somewhere else. Next up, we had a little squash match Heavy Machinery versus Heavy Machinery versus the B Team. It was a okay match, that's a special. So that was the main event match, though. Think about it, unless I missed something. The main, the main event match was Heavy Machinery versus the B Team. Holy cow! Um, okay. The main event segment was Danny Bryan came to the ring talking about how Rowan was his friend and all that stuff, and how people didn't believe him and all that, and he said he wasn't involved. And um. This made Eric Rowan come out, and um, Rick Harper came out afterwards and attacked Daniel Bryan. And then Roman came and saved Daniel Bryan, and they ended up putting, I think, Daniel Bryan through a table again. Yeah, he did. they did. So this is basically setting up Bryan and Reigns versus, Bryan and Reigns versus Harper and Eric, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan at the Hell in a Cell or at the Fox debut. So this show overall was okay. I've seen better, in my opinion. Um, I've seen better SmackDown, but this is like your transition show. I understand that. So, yeah, SmackDown gets a 3.5 out of 5. 5 for me. It was pretty good. Maybe 3 out of 5. I'm not sure. I, I might be giving more than SmackDown, because, I mean, Raw, because Raw had a better ending. This ending was very good, though. So I'm going to keep it out. 
at uh, three out of five. So let me in the comments below what you think about the show. Did you like it? Did you, did you not? If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you follow me on the podcast or listen to whatever podcast or streamed. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.